Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports.network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, on YouTube, and Twitch. Find the links to the shows on Twitter and Instagram story as well. Plus, hit us up on TikTok as also later this week. Titans rookie minicamp. That should be fun uh, as well. So uh, before we get going officially, we do have to talk about and thank our sponsors because they make it all happen for us and they help out. You guys, Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of our new car buying process by simply seeing them in Lebanon or going to see them at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care and farm your health plans get better with farm your health plans that's better coverage better rates better service learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash a t-o-z so this morning zach bright and early nfl news to start us off on a monday titans at bills week two monday night football uh so i did see that last week the nfl hinted that there would be Monday night football news early in the week. Uh, but after all that was the AJ Brown trade and uh, all the craziness around the Titans and the doubt of Ryan Tannehill, and the doubt of the Titans and how they stack up nationally against the AFC opponents. I did not expect the Titans to be a early week two Monday night football matchup, uh, but that's pretty interesting. So we're starting the season off with a bang in week two. We'll find out what week one means for the Titans later on this week. I think the surprise to me was not that they were early prime time, and I'll, I'll tell you why here in a second, but the more surprise, because I didn't know that they were going to do this, is they've obviously had some success with these back-to-back Monday nighters, right? right. And I love them because you, you get home from work early or you go to happy hour and you start watching you know, game one, you eat dinner at wherever you're watching, and then you come home. And you watch the next game, right? And you fall asleep, or it depends on what time zone you are. But you know, you, you sit there, and you know, by the fourth quarter, you're laying in bed watching Monday Night Football. I mean, I'm still a happy camper because I've I've taken in two football games that night. Yeah. No. And, and here's the thing: so the Titans are at six fifteen Central Time. That's great. It's a seven fifteen Eastern kick. They, I think they've learned from the doubleheader. The games both start early, but there is overlap in this. So Titans, excuse me, at Bills. 6.15 Central Time is the opening doubleheader for Week 2 on Monday night. And then Vikings at Eagles uh, will be at, at an 8.30 Central or 8.30 Eastern, so 7.30 Central Time uh, for that second end of the doubleheader. So no A.J. Brown with the Titans, but he's still playing Week 2 on Monday night as they uh, they host the Vikings. So I, I did think that was interesting uh, early season storyline with, with them kind of going head-to-head there. Well, in this matchup, if you think about it, notoriously the Bills and Titans games have been very good, right? I mean, that like you talked about that Monday night or last year was an all timer, you know? I mean, it came down to the wire. Um, and the the Titans won at home. And so now I think they're kind of uh, they're getting the Bills an opportunity to get some redemption. They're at home now. And then here's the other thing, and you look at this. Yeah. I don't think that the – let's just say this. I don't think that the NFL thinks that the Titans are going to be as good as they have been the last couple of years. So okay. what do you do? You schedule them early on Monday night because it, later on in the season, you're going to probably go towards the big markets, right? Dallas is going to get their fair share. San Francisco, you've got L.A. now. The Rams are going to be peppered on Monday night. 
all the time. The Chargers now with Justin Herbert. Now you've got Denver into the mix because of Russell Wilson. Las Vegas now has Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the league, and, and Patrick Mahomes, oh, by the way. Plus, Tom Brady came back, so you got to give the Bucks its due. Oh, wait, what about Aaron Rodgers? You got to get him credit. Oh, the Bears. Chicago blows, but the ratings are through the roof. Chicago gets like six primetime games a year. So you have all of these things that you've got to kind of separate. And look, I would like to meet or see how they actually do this scheduling because it literally is a massive, you know, 15,000-piece uh, 15, puzzle. I mean, with 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 the London and Germany and New Mexico or Mexico City games, plus on top of prime time, plus on top of money and revenue and advertising, mm. by weeks flex <laughs> games later in the season. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, it's unbelievable. And it, so they're starting to leak things out starting this morning. Well, it's it's not again. This was a pre-planned uh, announcement for the week two doubleheader for the Monday night uh, schedule. So the Titans at Bills. Monday night, week two, 6.15 Central Time on ESPN. Because G-Man asked this question, you know, what, where where is it going to be at? Because uh, Monday Night Football is on ESPN, new announcers, Amazon, Apple, who is where, where is who? I mean, G-Man, I, I can answer um, one question of the five that you asked right there. I do know it's on ESPN because they have announced that, that uh, Titans Bills is on ESPN where Vikings Eagles is on ABC. Now, what I don't know is how that might work locally because whenever the Titans play locally on NFL Network or ESPN, the uh, there is an affiliate, a network affiliate that picks it up locally. But you know that's ABC uh, for the, for Nashvilleians who don't have ESPN. Will ABC pick that up? And then how do they handle the overlap of the two games uh, locally? I don't know how that works, but uh, I'm sure uh, we will figure that out. I have no idea who will be calling that game because there is supposed to be a new ESPN Monday Night Football crew, uh, but now there's two of them. I'm guessing Vikings-Eagles is going to get the best one or the better of the two. And, you know, the Titans-Bills, they might still get Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy. Well, no, I, I don't I don't think that. I think they broke that up. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kirk Herbstreet is on one of them. Right, I think that they're trying to do, and it was unfortunate because Herb Street had a, a blood clot that he came out yeah. and openly said that that's why he wasn't going to be a part of the draft coverage because he was supposed to be an integral part of that. I would expect Herb Street and Chris Fowler to be on one of the calls, and I probably expect Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who now work at ESPN, which is also weird, to be on the other call. But who knows? It's a really good question about G-Man on base. They are going to have to really educate the NFL viewer this year with streaming. Now that Amazon comes in sometimes exclusive and, and the viewer better be ready with their wallet to open up. So you got to buy something to get something. I feel like well, and I, I saw this. Uh, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be a, an NFL game this year only on ESPN plus. I don't know. Maybe I, I think I I think I heard that last week. <laughs> so that's interesting too. I can only watch it on my phone. Uh, when now everybody has ESPN Plus, so we'll kind of see how that works. It is Sports here live on uh, this Monday morning. Titans at Bills, Week Two, Monday Night Football. Let's go ahead and get you guys more involved. What's one word to describe how you feel about Titans Bills, Week Two, 
on Monday night. Let's let's talk a little football side of this thing too, because it is a big time early matchup in the AFC. Uh, tiebreakers will be involved week two on under the primetime lights. So what's one word to describe how you feel about this Titans Bills game in Buffalo Monday night football? Uh, we'll get to your uh, answers here in a second, but first, if you want tickets to this, we got where you get tickets to this. TennesseeTickets.com. They're with us all this week as we gear up for the NFL's full schedule release on Thursday night. So don't forget, TennesseeTickets.com is where you need to go for your Titans tickets uh, because they do not screw you over with hidden fees. If you go to the other big brands of ticket companies, they're going to get feed out the wazoo when, right before you go to checkout where that ticket price jumps considerably uh, at checkout. With Tennessee tickets, that's not how they work. They're locally owned and operated, which is very important, which means it's safe. They like local. So, you know, if you if you want your, your Titans tickets, that's where you need to go. Again, they're safe, easy to work with. I worked with them for several years now. I don't buy sports tickets from anywhere else, but TennesseeTickets.com. All you got to go is TennesseeTickets.com, search Tennessee Titans, and you see parking passes, home games. Uh, you search Buffalo Bills. You find the away games, whatever it might be, right there at TennesseeTickets.com. There you go. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. They are the king of the sports book, and you've seen them around. Tonight, NBA, it's a ball night. BetMGM ATOZ200 for a $10 money line wager to win $200 when either team hits a three-pointer for new users. So if you've yet to download the app, this is your opportunity to download that bad boy. Use the promo code ATOZ200, all one word, no spaces is the promo code. Then they'll hook you up with that deal. That's BetMGM. All right, so what's one word to describe how you feel about Titans at Bills week two on Monday night? So Ryan Tannehill and Josh Allen, the dueling 17s, uh, going at it under the lights again. This was a Monday night game from a year ago in Nashville that was a fantastic game. We got a lot of good stuff out of that game because Derrick Henry had a big 76-yard touchdown run. Uh, the Titans... Uh, Defense played phenomenally early. It was a high-scoring game. There was a big drama stop at the end when it comes to Josh Allen uh, slipping behind left tackle Taylor Lewan for the Bills. Chris Broussard happened there. Uh, big Jeff Simmons had a big play, too. So this rivalry between the Titans and Bills has been pretty solid over the last several years. So what is one word to describe how you feel about Titans at Bills week two Monday night? What's the chat saying, Zach? So let's go to the chat. Steven says, shocking early from Lou Man, our, our double O agent. We've got uh, Reddy from Mark Jones. Uh, let's see. Jack from Lane, excited from Yuri. Tighten up from Eric, excited coming in from Guy, as with Smash. I like this. This is my word. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and spill the okay. beans on mine because Jason Martinez got mine. Eager. I thought that was a very good word. That's the word that I came up with when we asked this question pre-show. Yeah, okay. I am eager to see how this thing plays out. I'm eager to see what Traylon Burks is like. I'm eager to see this offense. I'm eager to see the Titans defense. And honestly, in Buffalo, you know, Buffalo has a chip on their shoulder. Their season fell short last year. Just like and, the Titans. Yeah. Right. And so they are looking and Unfortunately, they had that barn burner of a matchup against the Chiefs back and forth, back and forth, that mm -hmm. unbelievable playoff game. 
And that was not, you know, the tie. The Bills could have won that game. I think the Bills kind of should have won. I mean, they should definitely should have won that game at moments. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey kind of spoiled that. So I think, you know, this year, the Bills, I think they're also Super Bowl favorites. They have experience. Josh Allen, all their team has gotten better. Sean McDermott, all that. So I'm eager, I think, with Jason Martinez to see exactly early on what these two teams are like. Uh, I'll continue with the chat, and then Austin, you can go with yours. Alonzo yeah. says, great. Brandon says, important. Williams says, warm, confident from Derek. R uh, redundant coming in from Corey. Redundant? Re I uh, guess the back-to-back -back, uh, Monday night, yeah. I mean, yeah. it is. The, that is category. If you categorize it, that is correct. Uh, Antonio says, excited, hype from Ronnie. Ethan, football. That's just football guy right there, looking for football. Uh, nervous from David, doubtful from Kenny. I'm curious about that. Uh, Dub from Xavier. Uh, Jarvis says warm. Uh, oh, I think he's laughing at the other warm, which it is warm. It's going to be warm, warmer in you know, Buffalo. If, than if, later if the you're going to, if you're going to play in Buffalo, make it September. <laughs> well, see, I actually disagree with that. If you're going to play in Buffalo, you actually want it to be in December because your team is centered around one man, and that one man is King Henry. He well, does yeah, well. But again, like I, I'm Cole. talking from like the from the fans. So if you want to go to TennesseeTickets.com, search Buffalo Bills and get your Titans at Bills tickets, it's good for you, the fan, to go to Buffalo in in September instead of December. So uh, before I dive deeper into this, if you I were did to want to go to Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you're a, hey, it's like uh, Wayne's world. Hey, we're in Buffalo. All right. Uh, I knew I would get a couple people on this because uh, Thaddeus says Lawan's on our team, and Mark Anthony says he said slipping behind Lawan. Lawan is on our team. I knew I would get a couple people who forgot about the Chris Broussard slip up that uh, where Chris Broussard on FS1 said Taylor Lawan and the Buffalo Bills. I was making fun of Chris Broussard. I knew some people would forget about that uh, in that viral video that was absolutely ridiculously funny and terrible out of a national media member. Uh, last year. But Zach, my word is what you were kind of getting to. It's king. Because week two, Monday night, familiar opponent, Derek Henry, back on the primetime stage after breaking his foot, coming back in the playoffs, not being as effective as he would have liked, being pretty quiet in the offseason. I think this is a showcase to see where Derek Henry and the Titans are at. So, I mean, there's another word, showcase. I think king is my one word because you, you want to see what the Titans are. Or, you know, the AFC is adding superstars and speed and wide receivers and crazy quarterback play. And now you got the Titans who, at best, are the exact same as they were a year ago. Did somebody pass them up? Are the Bills getting better? The Bills didn't add a lot uh, to their team in the uh, offseason, but their same was better than the Titans a year ago because the quarterback plays at a higher level. So my my one word is king, is can Derrick Henry on the primetime stage showcase that he is back and that the Titans are legit? Because the Titans defense, they've been able to, to beat Josh Allen, right? And so I, I'm curious to see what this matchup looks like early on in the season while the Titans might be working through some new offensive pieces. 
No, I think that's fair, especially because you get one one week under your belt. You know, like last week or last year's week one was atrocious. They were not ready. Well, there were two teams that that got embarrassed in week one. It was the Packers and the Titans who ended up getting the one seed in those conferences. Yeah, that that is kind of funny because that will happen again this year. Whatever team it is that will get blown out and they'll yeah. they won't be prepared, but ends up they'll kind of write their ways. I think week two is probably a better barometer of what kind of team are you trying to build, right? So I, I like your word, Austin, because Derrick Henry, the fact of the matter is, is the Titans have won football games and a lot of football games behind the arms and legs and helmet of Derrick Henry. Yeah. That has been their philosophy because he gets, he makes your life easier. He makes Ryan Tannehill's life easier. He'll make Austin Hooper and Robert Woods and Traylon Burks's life a lot easier. And so this is going to be, I think, you know, my eager word goes just to actually see this football team. This is different, right? Last year was a lot similar to the year before, just with the addition of Julio Jones. This year, it, you know, it, it, it just feels a lot different. Now, it's not new quarterback different. They still have, you know, 17 and 22. That's kind of their main guys. But the surrounding pieces of what this offense and Austin, it goes back to what we've been kind of preaching all offseason, especially you. Todd Downing, how what are you gonna do, bud? You know, this I and this is where the rubber meets the road. You have and you've they've kind of done, and now that the dust is settled, Austin, they've done exactly what they did with Shane Bowen. They got new players. They they got new players for that defense, and Shane Bowen was able to take advantage of those new players. Now, Shane Bowen also got a new role, right, from, like, advisor to actual defensive no, coordinator. Linebacker coach. Advisor my ass. Linebacker coach is what Shane Bowen was. Well, the, I, I put him as an advisor because he was giving advice and nobody was taking it, right? Or Vrabel was like, oh, no, no, we're doing my advice. But last year, he actually was the defensive coordinator, hands-on, but the mo the most important thing with that is he got new players. Okay, now after the draft, they've kind of done something very similar with the offense. Todd Downing has remained the same. They've brought in Tim Kelly as the, the passing game coordinator. Mm -hmm. And you sit there and you say, well, they got a lot of new players. They actually have a tight end that is worth a damn that can actually catch footballs, right? In Austin Hooper, I thought that was a good free agent signing. Robert yeah. Woods comes in. Robert Woods will be better than Julio Jones last year. Will uh, he be right? Well, hey, hey oh, here's a real question, though. Will Robert Woods be as good as Julio was in week two? Because Julio in week two saved the Titans. Julio in week two went over 100 yards in Seattle and helped them win that game in overtime. Will Robert Woods be ready to roll in week two? I don't know. It's a good question. I, I don't know either. I would say uh I think yes. I think that would be the that would be like the 10 month mark, right? Of his ACL tear. Happened in early uh mid-November when his surgery was. This is no this is we're talking about September 19th. Titans at Bills week two. I, I mean that's it's gonna be interesting to see how that works out. Well, it's more really about how the Titans are gonna use him because notoriously the Titans are very conservative when they do that because they've They've been burned too many times with Jack Conklin. They were burned with Bud Dupree. They need to learn their lesson and, you know, I think expect a little less out of them. That's where Kyle Phillips comes into play. That's where a possible new addition still left 
I mean, there's still free agents out there that we have to talk about at the wide receiver position. And we will. And to, we absolutely will. To do will. exactly what you just mentioned to say, yeah. all right, you know, the pressure is not all on Robert Woods to get back as quick as possible because they've gone out and they've added somebody else because they didn't have to pay A.J. Brown. Yeah, I think there's a couple of really interesting uh, points here in the comments. MB brings up that uh, the Bills are without Brian Dayball, who is now the head coach of the Giants. And so a new offensive coordinator play caller for Josh Allen, Ken Dorsey, uh, former NFL quarterback and Miami Hurricane quarterback, is now the offensive play caller in Buffalo. Week two, right? Like, I always think whenever you have big-time matchups early in the season, I think to myself, is it a good time to get this team early or late? Like, is it, I, you know, would you rather play the Bills in week two or the Bills in week 10? I would probably rather play the Bills in week two because Ken Dorsey is just going into his second game as an offensive coordinator and it's on the primetime stage. And the Titans defense is very good. And this Titans defense is returning 10 of 11 starters. The one they're not returning is Jack Rabbit. And like this team knows how to disguise. This team knows how to affect the quarterback. And I, I think that's a positive in the Titans uh, column. If you're looking at, you know, who has the advantage in this game, I think there's a lot of really interesting points here, but you also have as, as Ethan Ramsey bring up Roger Saffold versus Jeffrey Simmons, get your popcorn ready and pray for Saffold. Not Roger Saffold will be healthy in September where he's probably more unlikely to be healthy when it comes to later in the season. So I think there's a lot of interesting uh, storylines within this game that we're, you know, we're sitting here talking about it May 9th, which is kind of fun. Here's a quick trivia for you, Austin. Okay. Your draft trivia. Ken Dorsey, as you mentioned, was a Miami hurricane. Yeah. Who was he drafted by and in what round? I knew the team. I didn't know the round. I want to say. Don't look at the chat. The second round with the Browns? No. Surprisingly, he was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. I knew really? that. He's a seventh round draft pick. Oh, wow. From winning the national championship? I mean, he had like string arms, but pick 241. I, I blew my mind when you mentioned Ken Dorsey. But that's, yet, but you did wild. bring up a good point of, you know, Dayball, you know, that's one of the main reasons why the Bills offense, who, you know, the Bills offense hadn't been good in decades, it feels like, right, with J.P. Lawson, E.J. Manuel and all that, and Fitzpatrick and all that. They, they hadn't been a good, good enough. And then once they got Dayball and obviously Josh Allen, they started to really surge. They're going to be some growing pains, you would think, with Ken Dorsey as offensive coordinator, at least initially. Maybe you take advantage of that and you catch them early because what is not new is the Titans' defensive setup. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just not. They have a ton of returning starters, and even Zach Cunningham, who came on late, is now it's familiar because he was in the defense at the end of the year last year. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's interesting. Like, like what's the – I'm thinking, like, what's the total going to be? Because you expect it to be offensive power game, right? Last year, 34-31, thriller late in the game. Josh Allen had a chance. I mean, that's a total of 65 points right there. You know, what, what's the total going to be with two defenses who return and offensive question marks on both sides? So, I, I think it's going to be really fun. All right, before we move on to our next question, when we talk about the primetime game, 
I do have to disclose this because if you've been watching this show over the last several weeks, I have been hinting at my theme of this year of 2022 Titan season. I have called it and anointed it the green mile because I believe that the Titans will go down death row. The schedule and opponents are very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And it is hard in the NFL to predict who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. You can't, like in college, you know, you know, you could predict the wins. It's more difficult in the NFL because you have some surprises. But I don't think you're going to have that many surprises with the opponents that the Tennessee Titans are facing. So when I heard this news, Austin and I were on a pre-show call and this thing came over the wire. We immediately was like, well, this is what we're talking about. Yeah, redirect. Yeah. And we redirected, but it also I mentioned, I go, man, this is not good because the Titans have got to start good. They've got to start fast. They have too many new pieces to get into a one and four, two and five hole. I don't think you're going to get out of that with the, the rest of the season. The Bills in week two is not set up very well. I do think it probably hints that you're either going to play the Jags or the Texans in the first four weeks of the season. There's another prediction that I'm going to make. But Buffalo, week two in prime time on the road, that ain't good. <laughs> Let me just say that. Uh, and so I am scared. I don't use scared, but I am scared of oh, what's going to come down on Thursday. But you like you also you were at Seattle week two like last year. I mean you thought that was gonna be a tough game, and then you got boat raced by the Cardinals in week one. Like so, I I, I get what you're saying. Yes, it's a tough schedule because of the opponents they have. But like we also forget that you know we go through last year they started uh, first the Cardinals at Seahawks, home versus Colts at Jets at Jags. You're like oh. I mean, if they get out, they can get out of there four and one. <laughs> and then they lose to the Jets in overtime. And then they're like, oh my gosh, you got to go Buffalo, Kansas City, Indianapolis, LA, the Saints. Like, man, I mean, long division is going to be tough, but they just swept those five teams. I mean, like, you have no idea. Like, you say all these things about knowing that they're going to go through Murderer's Row, but they went through Murderer's Row and murdered it last year. Austin, they're facing better quarterbacks they just are i mean it's it's the facts i mean they faced better uh, quarterbacks uh, last year with josh allens and mahomes and matt stafford but you but here's the you have three caveats that i've talked about you've got russell wilson which is now a denver bronco you've got joe burrow which is a surprise of what happened last year and what joe burrow did and then you also have aaron Rodgers because you're a first place team facing another first place team uh, it, i'm i'm just i'm just going to say I, that I, I, look you this it, the schedule's hard like when you win the division your schedule's hard when you win the division it's extremely hard I, I, yeah there's obviously. a difference between We've hard and that. extremely hard we've known that but again like my whole point is like you can't just like automatically like your whole my whole point is kind of your whole point. You can't just treat it like a college schedule and you know go pencil wins. I think you can more this year than ever. That's that that's my point. And exactly. Martinez negative same. Nancy. No, I'm realistic, Rick. That's that's what they call me. So I it I, just wait whole, Thursday. Whole, I mean, this is the best part. We got you know a few days. I just think it's going to be very difficult on the Tennessee Titans because of their opponents. My whole point is going into Monday night, October 18th, 2021, we were sitting here going like, man, if the Titans can just split and go two and two against the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, and Rams, they're in a really good spot. And they won all four. Like, so 
like you can you can say all these things, but you have to remember the Titans are really good at finding out how to win a game. I don't doubt that. And but Mike they're gonna have to find out how to win a lot more games, I think, than normal. And they can also figure out how to lose a game they shouldn't because they do that once a year. Last year they did it twice against the Texans and against the Jets. Before it was Cincinnati. Yes, exactly. A to Z Sports here live on. Uh, so let's get, <coughs> excuse me, let's get to this uh, second topic here about the primetime games because we'll talk about all the different uh, opponents the Titans have. How many more primetime games will the Titans have this upcoming season? And we'll kind of go through um, the opponents that they have and the options they can give us here for more primetime games. Already knowing one week two at the Bills on Monday night is one primetime game. But first, Zach, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where you need to go to get your new health plan. I did that to start 2022, and man, am I glad that I did. It was so simple. I had a phone conversation with my my health quote, right? You got to have to go through a health assessment to get a health quote. Once I did that, it took me about 20, 25 minutes. It was easy. I answered a bunch of questions, and they gave me my rate. When they gave me my rate, that's when – kind of my eyes opened wide and I was like, wow, this is 20% less expensive than what I had been paying over the last several years that kept on climbing up, right? I mean, inflation is real. It, you know, the cost of living goes up, but the cost of health plan doesn't necessarily have to. I got a great health plan that was especially fit for me. You individually, or if you've got a young family, I mean, they have plans. That's kind of the best part for all walks of life. And for all individuals, Farm Bureau Health Plan, better coverage, better rates, better service, over 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Visit fbhp.com slash A to Z today. Yeah, just visit your app store after the show and download the BetMGM app. Right now, it's a great time uh, to jump into sports gambling because we have a great new user deal uh, for the NBA playoffs with BetMGM. You download the app, use our code ATOZ200. That's atoz two hundred. All you got to do is place a $10 Moneyline wager on a game tonight and you will win automatically 200 bucks uh, in free bets when either team in that game hits a three-point shot. That's going to happen within like the first five minutes of the game. And then you will get $200 regardless of what happens with your Moneyline wager. So uh, no no 12 tonight for Memphis. I don't know. Maybe you take a flyer on the Grizzlies uh, Moneyline just because it's you know basically a free flyer bet on that because Steph Curry's going to knock down a triple really early. So you're going to get your $200 there. So promo code ATOZ200 for a uh, $10 Moneyline wager to win you $200 when either team in the game you bet on hits a three-point shot. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or only Tennessee. Only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligible requirements. Rewards issued. Acknowledgeable free bets. Site credit free bets expiring seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, how many more primetime games will the Titans have? They've already got one. Uh, week two in Buffalo, the schedule's pretty loaded for more opportunity for primetime games. So here's the unique part about the situation is that they got the bonus game, right? This is the bonus primetime game. This game has never been played. The early week two game in primetime Monday Night Football has never been played in the history of football. I mean, it hasn't. They haven't done that. So they got the bonus game. I and I think that's probably a good selection. What that kind of tells me is 
I don't know how many more they're going to get. They're going to get a Thursday nighter, right? So there's one. So you're going to you're you're up at to, least two, at least two. You're up right. to two now. They're a good football team, but and, and look, you look at the comments. We asked the question: How many more primetime yeah. games do you right. think do? So one, and it's plus this number. Tiffany says two. Guy says four. They they're not getting five. I don't think. Uh, Jared says so. Essentially two plus uh, one. So that's three total. William says two more. Ramon says two more. Jared says two more. Keelan says probably one more. Steven says three more. Jonathan says two more. Three primetime games total. So Zach answers it that way. Billy says three. Two more from Cameron. Griffin says three. Two more at most from J-Rome. Two from Kenny. Two more games, three total uh, coming in right there. Uh, 2.75. I don't know how you hope that they don't cancel any games. Uh, or does, that, does that 0.75 mean like 325 kickoff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Is that what that means? So, Austin, where are you at on this? How many more games do you think that they will get in prime time? Uh, well, I mean, you could, <clears throat> excuse me, you could go 325 kickoff uh, because the Titans go to LA against the Chargers, <clears throat> excuse me, at some point uh, this season. <clears throat> so, you know, the opponents are really set up for massive primetime games, right? Like I think the Titans at Bengal or Titans Bengals in Nashville is a great Thursday night football option, right? Late in the season playoff or mid-season. Yeah, playoff rematch. There's blood there, even though Quentin Spain's probably not going to be on the roster uh, by the time that game comes around. But I, I do think that would be a great primetime opportunity for Bengals at Titans. Then you look at the NFC opponents. Like, you're talking about the, the big markets get all the primetime games? Well, they play the NFC East, and you don't get bigger markets than playing the NFC East. The Cowboys and Giants, <coughs> excuse me, Cowboys and Giants in Nashville. Then you go to Philadelphia, um, as well as to Washington. I don't think you're going to go to Washington, but with the A.J. Brown trade, here's my question. How does the A.J. Brown trade affect the Titans schedule. Does it at all? Does it hype up? Is AJ Brown and the drama that ensued this off season enough to put Titans at Eagles on primetime? It's a good question. <clears throat> right? Cause it's in Philly. <clears throat> if it was in Nashville, they wouldn't do it in Philly. <laughs> it could be. I agree with that. Well, actually no, if it was in Nashville, they might do it because AJ be coming back. The last time the Titans played the Cowboys in the regular season, what happened? Monday Night Football in Dallas. So Green Bay is on the is on the last time the Titans played Green Bay in the regular season. Sunday Night Football in Green Bay. Now this one uh, is also in Green Bay. I think they get a total of four. So three more, which is more than what they've had in the last few years. But it's the opponents that juice it up one more primetime game. I'm going one less. I yeah, think I mean, that, three, that's the safe thing to do. Yeah, well, I think that's the smart thing to do with what has happened around. Now, it's a catch-22, Austin, because you mentioned at the beginning they play a lot of you know really good quarterbacks and showcase markets and all that. But I think the trump card is market. You know, there are a lot more better quarterbacks and better teams with bigger markets, right? We've seen Russell Wilson in Denver. That is a player now in this game. Las Vegas and 
and now Derek Carr with Devontae Adams and that juice that is a player in this game. Even when you talk about market, Cincy will probably get the nod over the Titans. They're similar markets, but superstar quarterback trumps everything. So I think that they're going to get a total of three. They're going to get two more. They're going to get one more Thursday night game, which we yeah, know. Yeah. And they're probably going to get a – they're going to get a – and it, what we kind of talked about, they're going to get a game against an NFC team late in the year. That's usually what happens. So they're going to get – and whether it, – it's probably going to be Sunday night football. Well, the, one of <clears throat> Thursday one night of their big-time games. was Niners, right? Yeah, but, but with the ability to flex out, the Titans' big game against their big opponent will be flexible. That's usually how that works. That's my prediction. Okay. And I, you I know think- what? The NFL saying, well, it actually, it's the opposite of it's not you, it's me. It is you. <laughs> it is the Titans. So Man. when you break up, it's not that. But they're just different. I mean, they had Julio Jones and A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry and all this juice going into last season. Like, the hype of the schedule. I guess they didn't have Julio at the time, so let me retract that statement. But I, I just think that the landscape of who the Titans will be <clears throat> has changed negatively, not okay. positively. All right, but I have another question. I think I Malik to... Willis can change that, though. Yeah, but that, that not not this year. No, 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 I know. But year. in the future, <clears throat> I, I predict the Titans differently because I think Malik Willis, you know, with his playmaking possibility, uh, I'm excited about that. Well, like Corey says, if Willis takes the job, they'll have four primetime games. So that's counting on a flex, right? Mid-season, Malik Willis takes what the thing by What a story would that because, be? Because, Ooh. Corey, like Malik Willis is not winning the job publicly by Thursday night. No. And the schedule's done. It's already done. Malik Willis is not affecting this Titan schedule one iota right now. I have a follow-up question for you, Zach. And it's how many non-noon games will the Titans have? So primetime and other non-noon games. Because that's what I'm curious to see what you think about it with the opponents. I'll kind of go through my thought process here. Uh, and Corey says, injuries, Austin. Again, the schedule's done, Corey. Like Malik Willis is not affecting uh, the the schedule right now. So, how many non noon games will the Titans have, counting primetime and late afternoon kicks? But first, tell us uh, real quick, Zach, about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Look at their inventory. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with an unbelievable ride. And it's your perfect make and model. You just got to find it. Whether it's the Palisade third row seating, that's a full-size SUV that is fuel efficient and cost effective. Or it could be the Sonata, the four-door sedan that I own. You talk about fuel efficiency. Wow. I mean, it really does help me on these streets. Austin, yesterday, I went to the gas station and I paid $4.59 a gallon. Shoot me in the face. It's all right. Like it's it's getting out of hand. So you got to fight fire with fire. Maybe it's the Ionic, which is battery powered. You can take a look at that at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Call in. They can order it online. They can make sure that you're hooked up. That's Wilson County Hyundai. Download the BetMGM app. Use our code today, ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. Place a $10 money line wager on an NBA playoff game tonight. You're going to win 200 bucks 
when a three-point shot is made by either team in that game. Do it right now. That's BetMGM app, code ATOZ200 uh, with us there. So, Zach, how many non-noon games will the Titans have? If you think they have three primetime games, we know Titans at Bills. We already got that week two. And then you think there's two others. How many How many like late 3 o'clock games will the Titans have? Uh, I think either one or two. That is the max. And one of them is guaranteed because it's in LA. So that's so you, so you're saying at least four games that are not noon, three yes. prime time, and then the LA late kick. But, and I think they'll, they'll get one game that is unique late in the season that they'll play later. So my, my answer is five. So you get chargers, you get bills, you get two more primetime games, and then you'll get a unique late kickoff like sometimes they have done that with the jags weirdly like i don't know like uh, well that that might come into like playoff flexing but there are here are the uh, the reason why i brought this up because i think there's several late window opponents right because the titans are a noon opponent they, they always play at noon if you can because of the time zones and everything else right but late window opponents now the problem is a lot of these games are in nashville Denver, the Raiders, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. So there you go. The possibility, if the Cowboys game is not prime time, that could be America's game of the week because of the scheduling and Fox having the ability to pick that game. They usually, they like to put the Cowboys in the afternoon because everybody watches the Cowboys. They get more ratings, right? So like that, I think, is a possibility in Nashville that is kind of your weird non-traditional late afternoon game against a team that traditionally would be at noon. Five is my answer. Five. So two late afternoon, three prime time. I mean, I think that's, I think that's realistic. I think six is the maximum. Again, I think there are four prime time games um, there. And, you know, Nas brings up what if the Titans get a Turkey game? Could well, be Titans Cowboys on Thanksgiving. No. You're missing one massive ingredient on this Thanksgiving dinner. The game's in Nashville. <laughs> it's yeah. not gonna happen, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. No. Not gonna happen. The Titans will not be the Cowboys. Yeah, I got I got Thanksgiving God. game. I got yeah. God. Yeah, that's okay. You get excited. You get excited, which is totally fine. I'm glad the Titans won't. God, my mind season. went there. I, my mind really went there. So, yeah, they, they ain't playing uh, on Turkey Day. That's yes. Official. Yes. Because uh, they don't play the Lions. Now, no, they could get, you know, they have, there's three. It's a triple header. Here's the other idea. Oh, Christmas. Yeah. They have a trickle, a triple header on Christmas and a triple header on Thanksgiving. So, Thanksgiving's out. They don't have the competition. But actually, maybe it's not because they could get that third night that like late game so there's uh, opportunity yeah again again the like the and we left out the packers too like i mentioned like the the nfc east teams plus the broncos and the raiders as late window opponents the packers are a prime time opponent right like the chiefs like the titans and the chiefs have played a few years in a row now like i, I think there's so many good teams on this schedule that i think the titans will play six non-noon games, which still leaves 11 noon games, but like six non-noon games could be the most the Titans have had in, in quite some time. Because last year they just had four, right? They had the three primetime games 
and they went three and zero in the primetime games last year because and they went four and zero in their non noon games last year because they beat the Bills on Monday night, beat the Seahawks at three twenty five, beat the Rams on Sunday night, and beat the Niners on Thursday night. So on Christmas, there's a triple header because Christmas is on a Sunday. Sunday. Yes. Where are all the rest of the games going to be played? On Saturday? Yeah. So Mauricio, uh, our A to Z Sports Dallas primetime host, we did this research back when the NFL announced a couple weeks ago about the triple header on uh, <clears throat> on Christmas. So remember, there's a monumental moment in Titans history that happened the last time Christmas fell on a Sunday. The Titans played Christmas Eve in Jacksonville late in the season. Obviously Marcus Mariota breaks his leg. That's when that's the last time Christmas fell on a Sunday. That's and right. So there, it ruined everybody's Christmas Titans. Yeah, fans. Yes. And so there were, that was, uh, you know, Christmas 2016 was when that happened. We had a leap year in there, so it kind of messed up the seven-year thing. But uh, that's where uh, the last time that's happened. And so they only had two games that Sunday on Christmas Day. So now they will have three. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. I just I, It does open the door for the Titans having you know one of those three matchups. I mean, they're going to be big matchups for Christmas because they're going to treat it like Thanksgiving. So probably you know the Cowboys, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tom Brady, even possibly, I don't know. Tom may have talked to Goodell and said, look, I don't want to work on Christmas. Uh, and then he has that buying power. <laughs> I don't want to work on Christmas either. I, well, I don't nobody does, right? But the, but the NFL decides. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not up to Goodell, me, but we'll find Goodell out. Goodell decides. We will find that out on Thursday night when the schedule comes out. And again, we'll be talking about TennesseeTickets.com all week long uh, for you guys to get your Titans tickets this season at TennesseeTickets.com. Okay. Zach, it's time for Would You Rather. I'm curious to see what you have cooked up uh, this morning for Would You Rather. But real quick, let me tell everybody about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know where to go to, know who to trust with your recovery. Get back to health with the Bone & Joint Institute. They've got you know, over a dozen physicians there in their Franklin campus that specialize in any type of joint injury you might possibly have. They also have clinics across uh, Williamson County and they're growing, growing at a rapid rate. Boneandjointtn.org. You can find their clinics in Brentwood, Nolansville, and then Thompson Station and the main campus there with a state-of-the-art rehab facility in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org. All right, BetMGM, download that app, but it's time for Would You Rather. Austin, this one is an interesting one and it is i've thought about this in the ways that you can answer it multiple times would you rather austin perform surgery or fly a commercial plane without any qualifications so perform surgery or fly a commercial plane without any qualifications and i like this question because of a couple reasons and maybe it is well it is because of 9 11 when I fly and I fly on a lot of planes, I always think if something terrible happens, like what would I do? How would I handle that situation? And I've been asked this question. I don't know, like I and I was talking to somebody, and and I don't know how this got brought up, but it it, it was 
if the plane was attacked and the the pilot was dead and they needed somebody to land this plane, would you step up and do it? And my answer is, yes, I would. I would want to be the person to do it unless anybody else had any sort of pilot training in any degree, it, then they needed to be the person. But if nobody had ever flown a plane, because I, well, I have flown a plane slightly. Uh, I wasn't, it, it was, I was in the passenger seat of a prop plane. I was flying it for a little bit. I didn't land the the dude, but the question bringing up it's one or many, right? One surgery, maybe you screw up one guy, commercial plane without any qualifications. If you crash, the whole plane could die. And what do you crash into? All right. Yeah, so. There's a 100% chance of disaster if I'm performing a surgery. I don't know what, like the person is bleeding out. Like there's, I have no idea how to stop. Now here's the thing. Surgeons always have a team of assistants, right? Pilots also have assistants. So you're not solo. So yeah, you could think of it like that, right? Somebody in your ear while flying or somebody helping you do surgery. Because of the technology of the current commercial planes that typically fly themselves for the most part, I'm going to pick flying a plane. But it's not about the flight, right? It's about the landing. Yeah, but like, again, there's a lot of, like, you can, yeah, you can radio in to, thank you, G-Man, you can radio in to somebody say, talk me through the buttons I have to push to land this plane. And it's and I'm again I'm not trying to downplay the job of pilots, <laughs> but it's that comes down to pushing buttons where surgery is a lot more like elevated skill, and it doesn't matter of who's telling me what to do. If I'm performing a surgery, I am I am shaky because but Austin. Shannon brings up until you see the 35 computers. How many times have I had to walk you through something where it was like sharing your screen, going into the back thing, unlocking the bottom left corner? Like, oh, I mean, okay. come on, like, th- don't act like I'm an, I, I'm an idiot. Like, come but on, like, I, I'm not saying you're an idiot, but now you, uh, you have all, this whole new system that you're well, unfamiliar yeah, of course. with. Yeah, but uh, surgery, like, how are you going to stop the bleeding after you make the first incision, Zach? Like, I don't care what assistant tell me how to do that. I still have to have the skill to, to, to do it, to execute. And so I'm going to pick flying a commercial plane because a lot of planes do have the ability to press buttons instead of a learned skill of doing some type of procedure. So I guess what you're saying is you'd rather have a higher percentage, which this, I mean, I understand it. You'd rather have a higher percentage of, Zach, if you perform a surgery, the person is going to die. You have no idea what you're doing. But I have assistance. But it doesn't matter. You have to then perform what they're telling you to do. And performing what what they are telling you to do still means that you're doing things that you don't know how to do. Somebody's telling you and walking you through how to land this plane. 
You're pushing buttons, you're moving levers, you're doing computerized things, not working with your hands that you don't know how to do what they're telling you to do. But overall, isn't the risk much more higher if because you're you have 200 people on board? I mean, look at that. Do you you kill one guy and you save 200? Because you also have to but, you're looking at it as you're successfully going to land. Let's think about that you're not. There's 0% success for either of us performing so, a surgery. One versus the possibility of 200. Yeah, but again, like plane crashes are not that frequent <laughs> because people who never fly planes, fly planes. They don't, that doesn't happen. Right. Usually people that fly planes actually fly planes. Yes. That, and the that's same what thing we're talking goes for about. Surgeries. This, this is the unique situation of what we are is not many times has somebody been in the pilot seat that has never flown a plane that doesn't have for good reason. So, and so that's what I'm saying is 200 is much greater than one. Yeah, I know that, but like, like plus a, a, you're dead. Yeah, I, somebody, right? but again, like <clears throat> I sacrificed I, the surgery. I, I, I think I go selfish here. So I'm not yeah, here to course. die. <laughs> I'm not here to die. But again, like it is a guaranteed death when it comes to anybody watching this show right now, minus the people at the Bone and Joint Institute <laughs> that watch the show, uh, performing a surgery. It is not guaranteed death at all if one of us has to push buttons to land a plane, getting directions from radio control and the other people that we have to our uh, to our access, right? I know, but like Jimbo brings up my point. If that plane crashes, your ass is dead. Yeah, but too. Garrett Garrett says planes have been landed by passengers before. Not many surgeries performed by a random person in the waiting room. Like, you know, I, I bet. Well, there's there's definitely been sur. Oh, that's that's a lie. People, uh, people. There are stories out there where people fake and and say they're doctors and perform surgeries. That happens. That's like the black market. You've never heard that. You've seen I, those documentaries. I, uh, they not, they take I, out a kidney because they're selling on the black market surgery right there. Well, that yeah, happens. So that, it happens. Okay, usually the person who loses it happens. Both. Usually the person who loses a kidney is not in great shape. <laughs> they get mugged on the side of the road, lose a kidney, wake up and like with like severely low blood. I, I just think, uh, you know, you have and to plus, kind of look at this plus, in different lights. Hold on. Tiffany says babies are being delivered every day by regular people. That's natural. Like the baby's going to come regardless. Baby's coming. There's no, nobody stopping that. That's, that is natural. And I don't know much about it, but I know that. And Michael brings up a good point. Plain. I'm probably dead. Less guilt after. But the probability, <laughs> like we've seen the movie Sully. Like, the, you know, that guy, that guy landed the plane. <laughs> I, I just, it, are you playing hero ball, right? So, like, are you trying to be the hero? You're trying to save this man's life in surgery, and you're trying to save 200 passengers from because the both pilots both had heart attacks immediately. Let's not even do the terrorist attack. Let's just say, hey, you know, the, the pilot heart attack, we need somebody. Anybody, anybody, please land this plane. Who is somebody going to step also, up? Like, yeah, again, there's... This is a great would you rather though, but you know, there is a hundred percent a lot chance. better than good news or bad news. First. There's a hundred percent. There's a hundred percent chance of death when it comes to 
us performing surgery where landing a plane by a civilian can be done because of the technology and because of the radio access and buttons being pushed rather than a extremely refined skill of surgery. I think somebody could walk me through surgery and only one person dies. That's my justification. Yes. The person that you're doing surgery on. Right. right, but it's a which it's means a, it's. A I'm failure. cutting my risk. I'm just cutting my risk. Okay, you could say I'm selfish because I don't want to die, or selfless for saving 200 people's lives. <laughs> it's just how you think about it. <laughs> I'm a hero for for not getting behind. No, you're a murderer. For, you're a murderer for being unqualified uh, doing a surgery. That's what you are. <clears throat> Yeah, Johnny says, I'd rather trust Austin to land my plane than Zach perform surgery on him. <laughs> yes, there you go. Winner, winner, winner. I right will there. say, and I don't know, this is a good little thing. I think people, maybe I'm not, maybe it's just me in my own head. I think people would want me to land that plane. I think I have the what? skill set to that land is- that plane. But I am going with, if I don't, I don't want to kill 200 people. Well, the nobody. 200 people is the tough part. These are 200. This is women and children. This is, you know. I, yeah, but if you're in that situation, stuff's already hit the fan. Probably the propeller fan. Now, here's the deal. And here's the caveat. If I killed the person in surgery and I go to jail, I'm flying the plane every day of the week. Well, yeah. I, okay. I, 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 <laughs> You'd rather be dead in a plane not, crash than jail. I'm not going day. to jail. I, I'm not going to, uh, to yeah. prison for murder because I was set up to fail. Uh, I can't do that. I, I am flying the plane. I believe we can land this. I do not believe I can do any type of surgery that involves <laughs> getting inside of the human body. Lou Man, the, our secret agent 007 Lou Man says, I believe in you. And then Shana goes, sorry, homie. Well, that's, that's a, a mis- no. <laughs> that's a mistake. Yes. All right. We will see you guys tomorrow on a Tuesday. Uh, a to Z sports.com. Tons of great content going out. Buck rising live tonight. A to Z sports primetime, 8 PM central and the A to Z sports podcast network. New content out every day. We'll see you guys later on. Appreciate it. Thanks. Adios.